<laughs> and in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guide to the Grind. It's actually episode 101 according to my count, but I think we might actually be one off, Jonathan. I know I said I was going to keep that secret, but uh, that's why you do the math when we get together. You're, Anyhow, you're, you're horrible with secrets with that. I mean, just what do you, you didn't even, you just said that like, like, like I was under 24 pressure. hours ago. We got to keep it a secret. We got to keep it a secret. And boom, you're out. Well, First episode you know on what? Here. At some point, somebody's going to count and go, hey, these guys are off. <laughs> and I want it to be my fault, not yours. <laughs> so anyhow, welcome to episode 101, I think, <laughs> of Guide to the Grind. My name is Jeff Eady. Joining me today, as always, is one of Canada's top mortgage brokers, the Mac to my cheese, Mr. Jonathan Tilger. Jonathan, how are you? Say. I am phenomenal. Always, always, always phenomenal coming on here to speak with yourself. And of course, we got a phenomenal guest with us today. So looking forward to it. <laughs> I, uh, I also may have used the Mac to my cheese once before I was I forgot to think of one before I got on here. Damn it. Oh. That's because I'm so excited about who we have brought on the show today. Uh, this lady has been a friend of mine for quite some time. I actually remember the very first time I met her was a networking event uh, in Toronto at the to Atlantis, which was uh, down in the old X, uh, what is it, the X? Ontario Place. Ontario Place grounds, yes. yes. Yep. Uh, she has been a very good friend, a confidant. We've shared a lot of uh, a lot of life's experiences, I would say, over the years and every time. It's been a while since I've actually seen you in, in, in human form. Uh, it's always <laughs> digital form, unfortunately, but uh, very happy to, to have on the show today somebody who uh, I know delivers a lot of um, who she is and everything she does. That's the easiest way I can say it. She's a massive heart person. I'm going to get sappy on this episode, Jonathan. It's going to be amazing. She's had some incredible experiences. Uh, she is also a life license. She sells life insurance and mortgages. So uh, we know ourselves, you know, we're friends professionally and, uh, and as actual friends. So it's great to uh, say that. And she has recently uh, traveled to Bulgaria to help with uh, refugees from the Ukraine. And she's done so with a couple of other very good friends of ours from that uh, area. And I can't wait to hear. I'm almost crying saying this. I can't wait to hear all about these experiences. Please welcome Melanie Rousseau to the show. Melanie, how are you today? I'm good. I'm going to try not to cry. Uh-huh. <laughs> you start crying, there's no way. Like, I, uh, Here we go. <laughs> so, so we're going to keep track of who breaks down crying first and gets us all going. Is that what we're going to do? Oh, you, yeah, here you go, Jonathan. You're going to keep track, right? Yeah, okay, one okay. Melanie, one Jeff, two, three. <laughs> you know, Melanie, I, I got to say, um, you inspire me. You know, today I was I, I went for a walk down by the river here in uh, in my hometown, Dunville, and I just sat and I had a coffee and I stared at the water and I saw like a piece of garbage and I saw this other piece of garbage. And I was like, man, I should just organize this like clean up and like to come out here Saturday mornings to get a bunch of people and, you know, get some garbage bags and this. And I'm like, oh, it's so much to organize. I'm like, why don't I just pick them up and come out here on my own and pick them up from time to time? And it, it was you who kind of got me to think that way because of what you've done recently. I know before uh, we spoke before you went, you're like, uh, it's so little and I'm not doing much. But I, I would imagine the impact of the event that it had on your life and the impact you were able to make on other people's lives has been immense. So do you want to talk about um, what led up for your decision to go over and, and help with uh, with the refugees? 
Well, first, as you know, Natalia and Todor um, are some of my closest friends and they inspired me. When they actually, after the war broke, two days they were gone and they had put in place, you know, this UHER, Ukrainian Humanitarian Emergency Relief Foundation. and to me, being part of their journey, you know, I remember having a conversation with Natalia the night before she left, and I was very emotional as a friend because I'm like, is she safe? Is she going to be safe? I'm not going to have time to hug her before she goes because my day was completely packed and there was a lot of emotion. Yet, I believe that our purpose, you know, as human being is to step into what we feel is our calling. And when Natalia asked me to go, you know, I didn't suggest, I, I felt pulled to go, but the first, my first reaction when the first set of volunteer went about a month ago, I wasn't going in that, but that's where, you know, I started thinking and I started being more pulled and pulled and, but my mother's brain is like, but I've got kids on my own. How are they going to feel about it? Am I a bad mom? Like there's, there was a lot of thoughts coming through me yet. When Natalia asked me to go, there was no thinking. It was just, yes, absolutely. I will do whatever it takes to help. I'm happy to do that. And um, I remember sitting on the couch with my son. I was a little bit afraid of his reaction because I didn't want, my son is very much of an empath, very sensitive and very protective of me. So I approached the subject as, you know, baby, and he hates when I call him baby because I'm not, I'm not a baby. <laughs> but I say, you know, baby, in life, as your mom, I'm connected to you, but I'm not dictating your future. I will never do that. I'm more of a guide. And you will find out in your life that you will discover your purpose more and more as you grow up. Sometimes you'll find out very early on in your life mommy took a little bit of time and that's okay. There's no timeline, right? Yet I always knew as a young child that I wanted to help people. And I remember my own parents rolling their eyes saying, oh my gosh, like what is she going to do with her life? Helping people does not pay money, (laughs) right? So I was able to approach it in that aspect of like, I always teach my kids to give back whatever they have, what time, energy, money, uh, a smile sometimes, you know, that's all people need. Like I, we all, all connected. And that's what I said to him. I said, I'm your mom, but I'm also kind of a mom for others because I do carry this gift of giving love to others. And he kind of, you <laughs> see, I'm getting emotional. He kind of got it, <laughs> yeah, no, but five minutes in, right? Like, 
he kind of like he started crying. That's why I'm getting I'm getting emotional because he started crying and he says, "You know, Mom, I I get it. I understand. You you gotta go." And then he, he said to me, "But is it okay if I'm sad <laughs> to let you go?" And I said, "You know, one day I'll be sitting in that couch with you, and you will be leaving for university, and I'll be the one crying. And it's okay to cry." It's okay to feel, it's okay to share. And that's exactly why mommy is going there. Because right now, there are a lot of moms and kids who don't know what's next. Who needs to feel that we are all connected together as human beings and sharing whatever comes up for them. Sadness, anger, and it's okay. But they, it's also a beautiful part that I get to go and experience that and share my love and share what Natalia and Toro and Juliana and all the other volunteer has put together in a very short period of time. And with all the donation we've received that made such an incredible impact in these families' life. Like, and for me to have seen how grateful, like I cannot even express it. Like I've been back since Friday morning because <laughs> we missed our flight. <laughs> um, and you know, I have had a hard time sleeping, I'll be honest with you, because. these kids and these moms. <laughs> you connect in a very deep level. And did you speak the same language? Not at all. And that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing that I've received because speaking with your heart mm -hmm. is way more powerful than any words can express. Absolutely. I've seen it. You know, like I don't speak the language and you know how many just, just by their looks, I just received so much more than I gave, I think, you know, I, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So let's talk about the actual flight there. Because uh, you're getting me misty eyed here as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the actual flight. Uh, how long did it take to get there? Like, what was <laughs> so? How long did the whole process take? Because Mel, um, this happened very quickly. Like the decision was what Wednesday, and you went Friday. Is that what happened? Is that about the time? Yeah, about yeah, a couple of days, like three, four. You know, it's it's a little bit of a blur for some reason. <laughs> like I, I was asked, and I said yes, and I'm like, <laughs> it felt like I'm on the plane. Uh, and uh, I have two kids, two different fathers to coordinate things. And, you know, it just easily got all sorted you out. Flow. You were magic, in flow. Honestly, like it was meant to be. Absolutely. Um, so I guess we, we should give a little bit of backstory. Um, Todor and Natalia. Todor is from uh, Bulgaria and yes. Natalia being from Ukraine. Very good friends. People I very much admire in, the, in this world and have helped me a lot. Um, and that's how all of, I met both of you guys is through, uh, Toto and Natalia. Um, 
they they went over there and, and they were there pretty much right after the conflict started, right? Exactly. Like they put things together so quickly. Um, and yeah, like I remember Natalia telling me, I just could not sit there and not do anything. What's her home, right? It's her home. She still had some family there. Um, she knows a lot of Ukrainian here in Toronto. And, you know, again, you, you start talking to your Ukrainian friends and trying to sort it out and, you know, how to get them to the border. And yeah, it was very intense. And yeah, they were on a flight, I think two, three days after they just, and they left and funded this thing with their own money at first. That's how important it was. And, you know, I understand. And I remember telling Natalia, <laughs> and she's like, I know you're crying because I we were on FaceTime with the girls and, I, and I'm hiding my face. And she points, she's like, Melanie, I know you're crying, but it's okay. And I said, no, no, it's okay, I get it. You know, because as a friend, it's not my role to hold her back. It's, I get it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm crying because I didn't get to see you. But, you know, you go, you go, girl. Like, I'm your big cheerleader. Like, of, of course, like, you know. And, yeah, they were there. They, you know, had a center in Bulgaria straight away. They got some volunteer going. Uh, the donation in Bulgaria as well kept flowing, like, water, food, clothes, pillows, like, like people had nothing, you know, and they were just like, there were so many people. I, I barely talked to them and I knew that I, I had to step back because the amount of things that they were dealing with was quite a lot to, for, for two people, right? And not that they were only two, but being there only five days emotionally, is very intense. They were there for almost two months. So, you know, uh, I get it. Because for me, I brought back some memory and I know that they did too. Um, but again, on the upside, it's very powerful how humanity coming together can like, just give hope to people who needs it at this moment. So what, are, what are you seeing from the people coming across? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming from what I've heard is primarily the women and children who are coming across. Yes, yes, it's just women and children. Because from what I've heard, they're essentially, the men, they're essentially, they, they've got to defend their country. So the, yes. men are, the men are staying behind for the most part. So you've got these broken families, you've got all these things. What's, uh, what's, what's their mood like coming across? You know, they're very proud people. They have an immense amount of strength in them. They have a hard time accepting. Sometimes you kind of have to <laughs> shove it a bit. Here! <laughs> Take it! Right? Um, yet... I remember one of my experience with one woman, she had a little girl and I was coloring with her and I'm a very intuitive person and she's smiling and she, you know, she accepted the clothes. We brought some clothes, we brought some toys for the kid um, and we're about to leave. And I felt 
drawn to give her a hug. I'm pure stranger. I've been there for like 20 minutes, just playing with the daughter and looking at her once in a while to smile. And I, she's smiling and everything is cool and everything is good. Thank you. Thank you. Yet, <clears throat> when I hugged her, she was ready to let me go very quickly. And then that's where I pull even stronger. And I don't do that. But my intuition said, you know, this woman has an immense amount of pain that she needs to release because she, she's keeping strong for her daughter. And I get that. Yeah. I get that. But when I hold her, you know, heart to heart, Again, there's no word, <laughs> but I did felt what she felt. And I started breathing slower. And again, I don't speak the language, but then she hold me back. And it's almost like she released it. She released it. And I, again, speaking English to her and the look, Again, the connection that we had was like, I got you. You know, you're not alone. It's okay. It's, go it's going to be okay. I know that sometimes life has a way to just wipe everything out. And we don't know why, you know, yet there's always support. She got it. That's incredible. I knew this was going to be like this. <laughs> but it's good. It, it's, you know what? A lot of times I look at people busy in their lives. And I think they have no idea what else is out there. Like they're just running. Like the dishes can, can, can wait. The kids can miss a soccer practice. Um, that's not the real stuff. And I'm at fault for that too sometimes, you know. Well, I, how much has your perspective changed in the last seven, eight days, ten days? Yeah, there's a big shift. Uh, like you said, that's one thing. Like when my kids, I'd say, misbehave, <laughs> way more patient. You know, I um, I look at life more into the turn. Like the little stuff that I used to stress over, perhaps. It's like, is it, does it really matter? It, it gave me, like, I'm a very grateful person. I've always been that way. But it's now beyond grateful to have and to provide for my kids just a safe, you know, I would never have to tell my kids that these are fireworks when it's bombing. You know, like I would never have my kids sleep in a subway. 
right? So that exponentially <laughs> expanded for me, the gratefulness part um, and just live in the moment. I'll just say it makes us grateful to be living in North America as much as, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people complain about what's going on government two dollars and seven cents a liter today <laughs> but at, at the end of the day what we have here is we have i mean we have really we we live in a place in north america we're grateful to live in a place with both political and economic stability and so there's a lot of things that that other places in the world have are dealing with ongoing <laughs> or just the fear of it happening that that we're just so grateful to not have those issues Exactly. And we're never going to experience that. So we cannot really relate to them in a way. And that's where togetherness and connection is our opportunity as Canadians to step up, you know, for Ukrainians now, but it's in general, you know, it's like, we're, we're all one. Like, let's just support one another. So that is, again, I've, it's always been my personality to, to support. I love supporting. But again, now it's, it has a different meaning. I like the uh, saying, be the person your dog thinks you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always learned so much from you, Jeff. Expressing <laughs> there's a little there's a little bit of small town to me i gotta say uh, but, but uh, you know it, it, it just adds flavor to the conversation mel what was your like first 24 hours on the ground like like it must have been just this whirlwind because you you're you know what 48 hours from decision to being on the ground more or less 72 hours mm. what was that first obviously the flight's disorienting how many hours on the plane were you you know, I don't really, the, the going there for some reason seemed to be okay. Like you're, you're kind of excited yet. You don't really know what to expect, but the, well, you're not getting greeted with margaritas as soon as you get off those planes. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you're, you're excited because you're making a difference, right? You're, you're feeling that at least you're doing something. So when we got I think it was about, we had three layover. We had three layover to go. So we left at 1.30 p.m. on Sunday and we got to Bulgaria on Monday. So I don't know how many hours, to be honest. <laughs> and, and you lost some time or gained time? Was it the day? It was probably, a, you're, you're probably living in the future when you go there, no? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yes. Like, and, and you know, I, I had very little sleep because I just, I can't sleep in the plane and we have very comfortable seat for some reason, but I just, I just couldn't. So, and when you look at your plane ticket, like I don't travel a lot. So I thought I had eight hours to sleep, but so I watched a couple of movies. And so I, I closed my eyes at 11 PM and then they woke me up two, two hours later because time change. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I don't feel so good now. So <laughs> like, I actually crashed on the second, uh, the last flight before taking the last flight. I was like, I fell asleep on, on the bench, <laughs> like a homeless person. 
<laughs> I said, I don't care. And like, I look at those, I was like, I don't feel very good. I feel nauseous. I, I gotta, I gotta sleep a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so when we got to Bulgaria, I think it was in the afternoon. And so the first day was just organizing all the iPads and the clothes that we brought. We brought 10 suitcases. I remember seeing that uh, Instagram post. And yeah, that was a lot. Very heavy stuff. And so Toldor's apartment <laughs> doesn't have <laughs> elevators. <laughs> and he's on the top floor. <laughs> so I'm like dragging some of the luggages. <laughs> like step by step. And he's like, oh, gotcha. I said, that's okay, Toldor. You know, there's 10 of them. Like, I can't just leave you and do it on your own. It's okay. I'll just go slowly. I'll just go slowly. <laughs> So, so yeah, that was the first day. And, you know, I went to bed so early that night. I was like, guys, I, I've cleaned the iPad. I sorted a few things. I, I got like, I slept 12 hours. I woke up the next day, 11 a.m. I was like, what? guys <laughs> <laughs> let me sleep. Like they were already gone having, like they had their breakfast and I don't know whatever they did that morning is like, I'm like texting them frankly. Oh my gosh, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> I could not believe that I slept so much. Uh, and then the second day we went to four different hotels. And that was the day for me that I had a little bit of a breakdown at night. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, I just like <laughs> bawling my eyes out. Yet, again, there's a sense of, I'm having a hard time finding words. There's a sense of fulfillment. You know, I always say to my kids, like, if I die tomorrow, <laughs> at least if I knew that I helped one person, that I did good for most, that I met, you know, even if I misstep, hopefully I made a positive impact on people. So that's where the balance came. Yet, as a mom, as a parent, guy too, my Todor also, it's challenging for him too, right? He said that, you know, and we connect with those kids and, you know, they look at you with those beautiful eyes, like of gratefulness. Thank you for being there. They don't know us yet. You know, I danced ballet with a little girl and another girl gave me a little shelf. And when I look for the meaning of that, of shelf, for some reason, I like, why is she giving me a shelf? It says protector. So they see us as, you know, protectors that we're, we're going to help them out. And it's a great lesson for those kids too, to say in life, it's okay to accept the help. Because I think we all have the challenging time to accept help when we need it. 100%. Also, I mean, I find you can learn a lot from the children because even, even in stressful situations, you always find the children, they find a way to, to find, an, they, they find a way to, oh, here's something small. I can play with this. There's another kid. I can play with this. And just almost like, okay, it's not that the other stuff isn't happening, but how can I get the most out of this situation and just enjoy it? Correct. Absolutely. Uh, not, not, uh, 
having what you want, but wanting what you have. And make the best of it. Uh, yeah. And they're doing it. Um, I, I, I can't even imagine what it was like to be around all of those, 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 those folks, but um, I'm finding it interesting. You, you kind of keep talking about the acceptance of help mm. and how people didn't want to take, they didn't want to take the, the gifts you guys were trying to give them. Like a- some of them, some of them were more open perhaps, but again, it's, um, it's not an easy thing as a parent in front of your child, because we want to provide yeah. for our children. And we, again, don't put words into their mouth, but I'm, I'm speaking through my own feelings, perhaps as a mom, right? Is if somebody need, like if I needed the help from somebody else, I would feel that I'm failing a bit. I should do better. I shouldn't have to, you know, to go that route, you know? So, but there's always both sides. It is also okay to tell your kids that when needed, right? There's always an opportunity to have a conversation and a learning experience through these events. That's why I'm here. I said, I want to go back to a word you said earlier. This goes, earlier you said they're proud people. And I find that that word pride is a tricky word. It could be. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, pride is, is, I think, being associated with all kinds of things nowadays. But when you're like, when people say, well, I'm a proud person, so I don't want the help. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's why I say pride's a tricky word, where if you, pride can almost hurt you sometimes as opposed to, closing you off to opportunities and things that are there for you because well my pride won't allow me to do that yeah it's like ego right yeah when we speak from ego from proud like that's true we are not opening up because humanity is meant to give and receive and we need a balance of that yeah and again that always tells me it's like when you deposit in a good karma that's where it always comes back. So it, it's a great, it's a great learning experience for all of us to really you know, be in position. I really like this, this kind of like drilling down on this specific topic. Sorry, it, it's, it's not off topic. It's just within what you're saying, because this was a difficult one for me um, way back when, when I was first kind of learning sales and marketing and all that stuff excuse me, um, my friends, Tim and Tiffany really like basically grabbed, grabbed me by the ears and said, we're helping you. You're not getting out of here, out of this. And it really took that to, you know, I'd been, you know, once bitten, twice shy. I've, I've, I'd expected the wrong people to perhaps help me in situations where they, they were a detriment, I guess. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I was like that dog that you're trying to feed that's on the street and it doesn't want to accept it. It's hungry. Um, and one of the things that I remember really changing my mind on, on accepting help is flipping the, the script. And somebody said to me, have you ever tried to give somebody a gift that they wouldn't accept? And I was like, yeah. Oh. And like, How did that feel? I'm like, oh, it feels terrible. You know, bought you this. So like, but you don't want it. 
I'm like, that's exactly what's happening when I'm trying to offer you help and you're not one and you're not taking it. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so I, I make you feel crappy by me being stubborn and, and <laughs> it's, so true. it's a good analysis. Like. Yeah. Um, and, and that, but, you know, that, that's just, psychologically getting me out of my own my own stubbornness but i would imagine because i've done the experiment that you know i walked from uh what was it bloor and uh young down to queen and young and then over queen uh, all the way to university trying to hand out a five dollar bill to people and obviously not somebody that's sitting on the side of the street but just to normal people not normal not, they're not normal but you know people that look like they're either on their way to work to coming to whatever people that are in in their day and um Nobody would take it. Not one person would not take a $5 bill. Yeah. Imagine the psychology that has to like, that has to happen. And it wasn't like it might, I have a witness. My friend Janine was there. <laughs> Good that you got a witness. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we literally walked all the way down Young Street, hundreds of people. Trying oh. to hand out a $5 bill and not one person would take that $5 bill. People be like, no, 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 I don't want it. I'm like, but just take it, man. Just take it. It's $5. I don't want anything for it. And that's kind of very much the same mentality, I guess, if, if you're offering somebody who has literally the clothes on their back is the only thing they have. Yeah. Um, but they still wouldn't take the help. That's an amazingly strength. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I don't understand how people get into that that thought process. They had their homes, they had their lives, yeah, their husbands. So, you know, I think there's also a big part of like they are all in shocks. That's what I was going to say. Is like they must be still thinking like it, this isn't real. Exactly, it's not happening. I'm yeah. going to go home because I, I know that there's a lot. Of them say, yeah, no, no, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home soon. Right? So there's that disbelief, that shock feeling like again, I cannot even imagine what what it's like to there's some women who had to like two days of travel to get to the border with their kids, with their grandmas, like. I cannot imagine. Regardless of anyone's politics on any of it, war is stupid. Um, there's, there's just nothing ever good comes out of it. Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand our, our need for it. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly glad there's people like you and Natalia and Todor and Juliana. Is that uh, the other person? Juliana. 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 Um, I'm certainly glad there's people out there like you guys doing that. What's... Um, how can people help? What, what, what's, is there an ongoing effort? How's, how is all of that evolving? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everything is evolving. Like as we go, like right now, we're trying to find alternative uh, shelter for them because the hotel are kicking all the refugees out eventually soon at the end of May because the tourists, you know, June, July, like they need their space. So that's, where the donation really comes in handy like the clothes and stuff is great but donations so we can provide them with long-term shelter because if you don't claim refugee status in Bulgaria, you're not able to work mm -hmm. and 
Some of them don't want to claim it because they want to go back home and they feel that they, perhaps their passport will be taken away and or if they want to go somewhere else, they're not going to have the, any privileges. So again, they have to deal with all the politics, I guess, mm -hmm. of like, do I claim refugee status? Do I don't claim? Do I stay here? Do, like, where do I go? Do I have uh, other options? Do I come to Canada? Like, there's a lot of moving parts mm -hmm. and there's still unsure like nobody knows how long is this war going to go for so it's kind of challenging for them to plan because it's like well if i knew that it was going to be a couple months then fine but now if it's a couple of years who knows what, yeah, where we're going so donation. i've got a dentist appointment three weeks from now can you guys have this over by then <laughs> right and that's the thing and and our canadian dollars go so much further in Bulgaria because it is stronger currency. We can buy so much more there. Uh, you know, there's medicine that's needed for like kids who have diabetes. So there's really a lot of critical care that's needed. Um, so there's going to be an like ongoing event that we're going to be planning here. Um, but donation is it really goes a long way. And, and where can people find that? We do have a GoFundMe page. Mm -hmm. So we can share the link with you. I don't know it by heart because it's a long link. Oh, come on, Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell yes. you what. By the, by the time this is recorded, we'll put this in the description and make sure it's included in everything so that, um, yeah, it's up there. <sighs> is there anything else you want to share about your experience over there or... Um, maybe a, a key few takeaways that maybe people can can benefit from that you've learned over the last couple of weeks. Hmm. Good question. We all have the abilities. I, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Like we all have the abilities. We are all kinds. You know, it doesn't mean money sometimes. It can mean time. And I truly believe that taking the time to connect with people on a daily basis is more, is worth more than anything else. That's what I believe. I 100% believe that. Um, I had a thought last night. I lost one of my best friends uh, back in the fall. And he was actually on the show way back when in our beginnings. Um, but I had a great moment last night of just the thought that, you know, we always said, love you, brother, at the end of every phone call. So, you know, those moments, you just don't know how much you have. And I think um, the only way to really get clarity in this world is to gain perspective. And there's only a couple of ways to get perspective. One is to take a break and step out of your life. And one is to go look at a, a life that's harder than yours and realize that yours is pretty damn good. And speak with love. You know, that's the thing. And I, I'm not the perfect one. Again, I, I, Natalia is someone who 
has that gift, no matter what she gets put through. <laughs> Every time I talk about that, <laughs> because she, to me, like she's the ultimate pure, loving individual. She will always, right? <laughs> the cat, the cat agrees. Yeah, I, she will speak with love. See, <laughs> right? That's true. And as you say that about her, I don't think I've ever seen her without a smile on her face. Sorry, I don't think I've ever seen Natalia without a smile on her face. Right? This is true. Yeah. This is true. You're like, um, and I'm not surprised when she told me she was going. I, I expected that because this is, you know, who she is. She, in total, included. <laughs> right? Like, the amount that they give, not only monetary, like, is just uncountable. It, it truly is a blessing for me to have a friend, friends like that by my side to really make me a better person as well. They're pretty, they're absolutely incredible people for sure. Uh, I'd love to get them on the show, but I, you know, they've been so busy. I didn't want to bother them at all. Um, and you and I talk pretty darn regularly. So <laughs> knowing that, uh, knowing that you were going over there, I don't think you were, uh, um, I was trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to get different views on these things. Mm-hmm. There's uh, no, the stupid, never anyhow, my view on here, because I have different windows open. Sometimes it takes over in different windows. It's an older Mac. So it, it goes up to the top of my screen and then disappears. And then I have to hit like command option or control. Anyhow, <laughs> my, I have way too much open on my Mac that I haven't figured out how to shut off. That's what's killing me. Anyhow. Um, no, as soon as you came back on uh, or you weren't even back yet, as soon as I saw that, I wanted to know about your experience, what was happening how much had changed? Because I know you, you've been going through some challenges in different parts of your world. And sometimes a trip like that, like I remember going through some stuff and my friends had, uh, had a, their little girl were in the, was in the hospital. Mm. And I think you and I spoke about this. And, and no matter what was going on in my world, going to that hospital, um, it changed the way that I was looking at things. And it made my, my level of gratitude so much higher than than it was going in for one thing but it also that connection with them and just being there for them there's even though there's nothing i can do just the fact that i i made the effort and showed up meant so much but that's the thing sometimes just being being is enough is enough you don't need to say anything it's a it's the proof that i didn't speak the language i didn't say one word i know it's hard to believe <laughs> But most of the time, I was just looking. Nothing, nothing said, but everything said without any words. Did you feel out of place? Did you know what to do? Yeah, we were there on our mission. We, we, knew, we knew our roles. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just so... 
natural to be there. That's the funny, I felt home. Hmm. I felt home. So, I can't even imagine. I mean, I guess all of us can sort of understand the, 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 the initial shock and panic that maybe these people have gone through with when the pandemic hit, because we all, there was such uncertainty in everyone's life for mm-hmm. a short period of time there. But then the sustained um, weight of the situation on people's lives over what's it been a couple of months now. Yeah. Um, it's got to be exhausting for all of the, 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 the folks who've not only traveled out of their own country and, and been, become refugees, but also the volunteers. I can only imagine that uh, people are wearing thin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have an amazing, Elizabeth is the volunteer that manages and that communicates with Natalia and Todor on a daily basis to say, we need this, we need that, we need that. She runs errands all the time, pick up stuff, pick up medication, um, <clears throat> coordinate everything, you know, and she's, she's a big, big blessing to have her there. And again, things are, you know, getting more into like a flow. At first, I mean, Natalia told but there was so much demand, right? I cannot even imagine. Um, and, you know, there's orphans, you know, you all want, <laughs> you know, my mom, <laughs> them told me, don't bring any orphans with you, <laughs> you know, because all of us want to. <laughs> it's like, hey, maybe I can just put you in my luggage. Nobody will know. <laughs> That's uh... my child. Where's the passport? Oh, lost the passport. <laughs> maybe we can make a fake one. <laughs> Why does the baby have an accent? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? Exactly. Why is the baby not talking in your own language? Right. So it, it, it's incredible, Mel. It really is that you went over there. Like I'm so um in awe of the self-sacrifice it takes just to kind of drop everything and go. Um I'm going to be honest with Todor and Natalia. I kind of expect it because that's just, that's who they are, you know, and they they have roots there. They're from there. Um, But for you to just say, you know what, I, I I love you guys and I'm going to trust in this experience and I'm just going to go. um, To me, that's just, it's an extraordinary thing because it's not your everyday world. It's not, you don't, you've never seen it with your own eyes until now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is when we leap in life that something great comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I think both of you can look back in your life and every time that it was scary and every time that it was uncertain, but you leaped into it and you trusted that it's going to work out. Yeah. I think we, we know, now that we're older and more mature, that, <laughs> it's, <laughs> that it is it does work out all the time. And, you know, and that's why I want to inspire my kids to do that in their life. Because if I have not that, just see you do that for somebody on Instagram, is that like, I, I think I saw in your story that somebody had treated themselves to a spa day and getting their, their place cleaned. And you're like, you left and it worked out. It's she amazing. Did. Exactly. Exactly. Like she didn't believe that she could, do it that she could have her dream job and working with 
person, she did get her dream job. And sometimes we just need someone to believe in ourselves, somebody else to tell you that everything's going to be okay Mm -hmm. and to hold your hands. It's all we need as human beings. We just need one person who believes in us Mm -hmm. when we don't believe that we can, when we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel because it's so dark. Mm-hmm. If you need someone else to, to show you the way and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's one thing that I've learned in my personal journey. It's okay. You know, it, it just, you just kind of made me realize that we all have our own paths through that you know tunnel, but we might be further along than we think. And it's only by figuring out where somebody else is that you realize that, Hey, yes, you're being pulled along too, but now, now it's your responsibility to help others. And that's it. The higher we go, the more people we can bring with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, There's lots of room at the top. It's the bottom that's crowded. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's true. All right. But, fantastic, Melanie. You're going to get us that link so that we can share it with uh, with yes, everyone when we that. post this. Uh, this will be out in a, another week or so. Thank you so much. For no, thank time. you for having me, guys. Honestly, I'm I'm very grateful. Um, I love that you did this. I love who you are as a human being. You are one of my favorite people on this planet. Thank you so much for your time. I you appreciate you. <laughs> I do. I really appreciate you, Mel. You're an amazing human being. Jonathan, thank you for your time. I'm sorry that we got all emotional for you. Um, Who won won the crying contest? Uh, I don't know. Did you have tears actually running down your face? Because I did. I I think Jeff had the tears a few times. So (laughs) I'm an old softy. What can I say? I appreciate you so much, Mel. Jonathan, I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. And we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Um, I know, I'm sure you've noticed by now that we've rebranded everything under Guide to the Grind. So if you want to find out more about what we're doing, you can, of course, go to guidetothegrind.com. That's where, uh, well, at least we have a web page now that's somewhat suitable for the public. Uh, yeah. And the other side, you can find out more about uh, what Jonathan has been teaching some people with rising interest rates and everything going crazy the way that it is how to uh, pay off your home in what half the time and save hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, Mortgage rates don't really matter. I guess if you don't owe money, that's a big thing. So you can check that out at a mortgageplan.com. Download our free guide, what you need to know about rising interest rates. Jonathan, thank you. Melanie, thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day and we will see you soon.